Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brighton Krumah. Reverend Brighton Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. Bow your heads with me. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful for word this afternoon. We pray, Lord, that you anoint your word. Let your word accomplish the purpose, the reason for which you are sending it. In the name of Jesus. You say your word, when you speak, it does not return to you void. Lord, by the reading of your word, it shall never return to you void. But it will accomplish the purpose, the reason for which you are sending it. Speak to each and every one of us this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, Thou therefore, my son. Now, this letter was written to Timothy, so he had been addressed as my son. Now, if it was written to you, it will say, Thou therefore, my daughter or my daughter. <laughs> Depending on where you come from. He says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in what? Be strong in what? I cannot hear you. Be strong in the grace. That is in Christ Jesus. Is there grace in Christ Jesus? So you see, you will think that as for grace, when you find grace in the sight of the Lord, you have found grace and it should just come to you. Isn't that so? If the Lord is going to do you good, the Lord is going to show some mercy, you will think that it should just come. But the Bible says, be strong in that grace. That means that there is an enemy that is ready to take that grace away from you. Hallelujah. The grace is there for you, but be strong in it. Don't take things lightly. Don't be an ordinary Christian. Don't, don't, don't look things for the face value and accept them as they are. He says, thou therefore, you in particular, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There is grace in Christ Jesus. There is grace in being a Christian. There is grace in serving God. There is benefits. But you ought to be strong in it. Don't, don't be a, a, a person who is laid back on the grace. Don't be lazy in the grace. Amen. He says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the things that have been taught, the things that you have heard, the preaching that you have, don't take them lightly. Don't, don't come to church and listen and just go and take them lightly. Amen. When you see that your life is being preserved, when you see that you are living another day, his grace has been shown you, but be strong in that grace. Amen. You see, the sister was sharing, and then she was saying several other things could have happened. This could have, I could have fractured this bone. I could have done this. I could have. You know what could have happened? She could have bled in her head, and she would have died. The enemy made attempt. Open a bank door and an angel stopped the door right in front of you. And then she tried again. When you have found grace, the enemy comes attacking. Therefore, he says, be strong in that grace. Be 
Be strong in that grace. The things that you hear, the things that you are taught, be strong in them. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You will never be able to teach others if you are not strong in the grace. If you are not strong in the doctrines. If you are not strong in the things that you have been taught. If you don't embrace it. If you are just a dally dally person. Just walk by. You go and come. Ordinary Christian. You will never be able. You will never be able. And the grace. To be strong in that grace. Comprises you also being able to be strong in the doctrines that you have been taught so that you can teach others. If you want to commit to them faithfully, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, you see, Christian, you, you cannot be a Christian and be the same type of Christian all the time. You cannot, you can't walk with God like that. You cannot. Amen. Amen. Then he says, verse 3, Thou therefore endure what? Hardness. Endure hardness. You see, we are talking about the grace of God. We are talking about, you have found grace in the sight of God. But be, be strong and endure hardness. What is hardness? You are sleepy, but you are coming to church. And your hardness for the grace of God. You think the grace is on silver platter and you can just have it. The enemy will not give it to you like they will not allow you to have it like that. So I am here today. I'm not here tomorrow. I am this daily, daily Christianity. You can never be strong in that grace. He says, and your hardness, and your hardness, the grace. To receive the grace. And your hardness. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? Yeah. You know, oh, I fell asleep. I couldn't wake up. So I wasn't in church. That's not someone who is enduring hardness. You, you, your alarm didn't go up and you woke up. Hey, 30 minutes late. Bam, I'm up. Running, running to church, not even waiting for the car. Oh, the ride that was supposed to pick me up didn't come, so I didn't come. It was too hot, so I, I didn't come. It was too cold, so I, 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 I didn't come. It says, endure what? Hardness. 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 We are talking about what? The grace of God. You want the grace of God? Yes. yes. It comes with enduring. It comes with hardness, but it comes upon the one who is enduring the hardness. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You see, you don't know what you have been made of. You are a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, it means, it means that you can be a soldier of Jesus Christ, but not a good one. You can be a bad soldier of Jesus Christ, but you feel like you are a soldier of Jesus Christ. You say, be, endure hardness, 
as a good soldier. The soldiers of Christ who are described as good are the ones who endure hardness. I'm preaching a good word. I mean, I don't know these days when the scripture is given for the week, it just, the spirit is just flowing and we are just, are you being blessed? It's our scripture of the week. No man, was it, no man that worried, no man that worried, entangled himself with the affairs of this life. My beloved didn't do this, so I'm now come. I don't like the church anymore. I feel like I can't find my type here. And the affairs of this life, no man that worried, entangled himself, entangled himself. I didn't have a cap. I, I didn't have money for rides, so I wasn't here. I didn't have this, so I wasn't here. No man that worried entangled himself. They called me so for that time, and I, when I was, I waited out, and so I wasn't there. I was too sleepy, so I wasn't there. He says, "No man that worried entangled himself with the affairs of this life." That he may please who? Him who had chosen him to be a soldier. And who has chosen you to be a soldier? Jesus Christ has chosen you to be a soldier. And he's looking to please, he's looking to see who is pleasing him for his grace, to give that grace. It's not just, Reverend, you know, pray for me. I need some grace. You know, I'm going for this job and I need some grace. And you, you are here, you are not there. You, you, you can't endure. Then he says, and if a man also strive for masteries, you want perfection, you want masteries, you want victory, yet is he not crowned? Accept his strife lawfully. Except you go according to what the Lord has laid down for you. Except you obey the word of God. It is very important. That is how you please him. When you strive lawfully. When you go by his rules. Amen. When they say salute, you have to salute. When they say stay in attention. Is that, what is that soldiers here? Is that correct? And then they have at ease. Not at ease. At ease. At ease. Stay at ease. That means relax. Attention. At ease. Attention. At ease. Be at ease. Amen. <laughs> Put your hands together for the reverend. <laughs> I know this. Are you enjoying the scriptures? Yes. Amen. You know, he says, and if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Hallelujah. Are you understanding the scripture? Yeah. And then verse 6 says what? He says, the husband man that liberate must be first partaker of the fruits. Amen. So let's read our scripture. Now, do you understand our scripture of the week? 
So you have to follow the rules for the grace. For the grace, you have to follow the rules. Amen. So let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. So we continue with our message. And we are sharing. Amen. Amen. We are sharing about I will build my church. I will build my church. Amen. 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 Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. Matthew 16 and verse 18. I will build my church. He says, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Amen. Now, from this scripture, you would understand that a church must be built. A church is built. Hallelujah. A church does not just happen. Amen. A church does not just fall from heaven and is there. A church must be built. Jesus said, I will build my church. Building involves work. A church must be built. Especially a church that is attractive to you. A church that you want to join. Efforts go in in building the church. A church that is going to last for more than 2,000 years. Efforts go in in building the church. That church does not just happen. Amen. That church does not just fall onto our laps. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Yeah. So a church is built. Jesus says, I will build my church. The one who created the heavens and the earth that spoke and things just happened. That spoke and the sea, the darkness was separated from the light. He says, as for the church, I have to what? Build it. A church is built. Can I have an amen? Amen. If a church is attractive enough for you to say, I want to join it, then it must be built. Hallelujah. It means that some people have to actually put in effort. Do work, plan, think, put in energy if we are building. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I will build my church. Amen. Amen. But you see, Christians of today, we don't like to build a church. Jesus said, I will just not join a church. I will build my church. I will be a part of it. I will build my church. But Christians today don't want to build a church. Christians today like to just join a church. 
They just like to join a church that someone has built or someone is building. Amen. So often you hear people say things like, oh, I really like the church. I really like the church. I really like how the choir sings. I really admire how they coordinate even after the song, the way they walk off stage. I really like it. Have you heard that before? Yes. I really admire them. Sometimes you say, I really like the welcoming atmosphere in the place. It is an effort. Someone has to create that atmosphere. It does not just happen. It does not just fall onto laps. I really like how they are so loving. I really like this church, how they will call you to see how you are doing. And someone has to do that. Someone has to make that effort to let that happen so you can experience it. I really like the decoration. I really like the setup. Someone has to put thoughts in it. Someone has to build the church. Amen. Amen. Churches don't just happen. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Churches do not just happen. When you say, I really enjoy the preaching, someone ought to prepare and preach so that you will like it. It's not just that it comes like that. Hallelujah. It says, I will build my church. Churches ought to be built. We build churches. Amen. If you want to join a church, you want to be a part of the building to build it. To help build it. Amen. Amen. None of these things that are attractive to you just come because we say there's going to be a church here. Let there be light. And there was light. Let there be speakers. Let there be sound. Let there be a preaching. It does not just happen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So all these things must be done in order for us to be able to say we have a church. Hallelujah. So if you are coming to a church and then you find something and you say, I really like the church, but the only thing that, you know, I'm not really attracted to is this. And so you are, you are not joining. Why don't you join because it is the house of God. Why don't you join and help build it? The thing that was not attractive to you, why don't you say, I am going to help Jesus make his church attractive. There is this part of the church that Jesus is not building and I am going to help him build it. Amen. Instead of you, you, you have anything that you don't like, then you are gone. Anything that you don't like, you are gone. They are serving and they didn't give you the portion of food that you like. Why don't you now be a part of the service and cook enough that you can give people the portion that they like so that that part will be attractive also. Instead of always complaining. Amen. Because it is only when you add yourself to the building that you understand why there is a deficit in this place. That is when you understand. That is why you realize that there is an area here that needs improvement. When you add yourself to the building of the church. And if Jesus says, I will build my church, and if you join him in building the church, 
that you will find grace in his sight. He says, obey the rules. If you want to strive, if you want to strive for victories, then strive lawfully. Obey the rules. Amen. Amen. And one of his rules is that churches are built. I will build my church. Churches, we don't just join a church. Every one of you must be a part of what we are doing. Hallelujah. I said, every one of you must be what? Yeah. You should never be saying, I visit churches. I'm visiting churches to see which one I like. Which one you like. Why don't you make it a likable church? Why don't you join to build to make it a likable church? A church that others can join. Hallelujah. After all, it's God's work. It is God's work. Amen. So you'll be doing God's work anyway. Hallelujah. So none of these things just happen. And none of these things will happen if we all have the mentality of looking for a nice church to join. If we are all with that mentality, none of these things will happen. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. The work, the church is Jesus' work. It is Jesus who is working. He is working. So why don't you join him in working? Amen. Amen. Jesus is the one that says, I will build my church. When did you come to church and you saw Jesus putting the plant in the front here? When did you see Jesus put the pulpit here? When, when did you see him? But he says, I will build my church. It means that he will use us to build his church. Therefore, join him in building the church. Amen. Yes. Oh, you don't like you don't like my message. That's what I'm preaching. Amen. So every one of you must be a part of what we are building. We are doing a new thing, and every one of you must be a part of it. Hallelujah. We are building a new thing, and we're gonna need every one of you to be cooperative and to help build what we are doing. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? Now, when we talk about building, we are talking about laying blocks down. Do you understand? We are talking about laying down blocks and laying some on top. Isn't that how we build? That is how we build. First, even we have to find some foundation. Isn't that so? Now, the foundation ought to be very strong. The foundation of a building ought to be very strong. It ought to be sustainable. So sometimes, before they will allow you even to build on the foundation, some people have to come and inspect the foundation. They have to come and inspect and approve of it and say, now you can build on top of it. Hallelujah. That is why in the church also, some people also have to prove themselves prove themselves strong and we have to inspect you. We have to inspect that you are worth being a foundation upon which we will build. And if you are not worth the foundation, you ought to be removed because we are going to build on you. Amen. So we can't have people who, are, who have made themselves at the top block and then we are putting you down as a foundation. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That means that you cannot remain the same way. 
If we are going to be a foundation, if we are going to be the block in a bathroom that others are going to be built on you. Hallelujah. Now, we need to understand that as we are building, we have to have people who are in the bottom, people who are lower, who are strong enough to allow others to be built on them. Now, anytime you are building and you are putting one block down and you take it away, we go and find another block and as we are coming to build on you, we realize you are not there. So you see that we find ourselves always at a certain level, not going up. Because when we put one block down and we find another block to put on, that block is not there. So we now have to put that block down and ensure that that block is strong before we can build on it. That will not allow any building to go up. Or you don't agree? Yeah. That will not allow any building to go up. So in the church also, we depend on some strong ones to be in the bottom. We are going to depend on you to be strong enough for others to be built on you. So those of you who have been around for a while, you need to be strong enough. We ought to be able to depend on you to find others to lay on you. And if we are, you are not strong enough, we can go and find others and we realize that there's nothing to build on. Can I have an amen? Amen. Can I have a louder amen? Amen. Those of you who have been here for a long time, who have received the doctrine, do you remember the scripture? Those of you who have been taught, you have received teaching after teaching after teaching. Grace upon grace. You are considered such people who we can lay down as foundations upon which others can be built on. Hallelujah. That is a block that can contain heaviness. That is a block that is strong to sustain others. Amen. But when we come and we find that as we are depending on your strength, you declare yourself also not worthy, then you are setting us back. You are setting us back. Hallelujah. We come, we bring one, and we find that the older one that we are depending on is gone. We have one in, one out principle. Now, one in, one out principle will never build anything. It will never build anything. We will always remain the same if we have that mentality. One in, one out. Amen. We need blocks that are unmovable. I said we need blocks that are unmovable. Blocks that can stay in the bottom. Blocks that can be added on with weight. Blocks that can sustain weight. Members who can sustain weight. Hallelujah. Every last block we lay down must be strong enough to handle others. If you have been here a while, you ought to be strong enough to handle others. Eric, do you understand the word of God? 
Yeah. You ought to be strong enough to handle others. Your attitude is not helping with what we are building. You cannot be that block that is easily blown away. That block that every wind of doctrine, every wind of doctrine blows you away. Every wind of doctrine blows you away. Every wind of doctrine, every wind of tiredness blows you away. Every wind of sleepiness blows you away. Every wind of doctrine, we can't find you. Any wind of doctrine, any wind that blows, we can't find you. We cannot depend on you to build the church of God. We cannot depend on you. You have entangled yourself that the, 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 the woes of this world affects you so much. We cannot build like that. I was tired, so I couldn't come. I was sleepy, so I couldn't come. Why wasn't you in church? Hmm, Rev, I just slept a little while and I realized by the time I woke up, it was 3 p.m. What kind of soldier are you? There is no way you will call your boss and say, hmm, you have no idea what happened. I was laying down a little bit by the time I realized it was 10, p- 10 a.m. And you are supposed to be at work at 7 a.m. You will jump up. You go to the bathroom. You say, my toothbrush. You, pro- you throw your toothbrush somewhere. Put some toothpaste in your mouth so that the, it will take some When we were in school, we had a name for that. I cannot say it now. I felt asleep. So I wasn't in church. In order for you to be the foundation, in order for you to be the part of the building, you must be someone who can endure the weight. Someone who can endure suffering. Endure hardness. Amen. Amen. When Jesus was building his church, he first found strong foundational members. Strong foundational members. He said in John John 1 verse 42 to Simon. Look at that. John 1 42. And he brought him to Jesus. That is Andrew. Brought him. Verse 40. Go to 41 and see. Verse 41. It says, He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted, the Christ. This is Andrew. And then, the next verse, And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, Thou shalt be called what? Cephas. Which is by interpretation a stone. Because the way you have come, this fisherman attitude and I work for Morgan Stanley attitude and I am a nurse attitude. I work for HR attitude. You cannot help build the church. He says, yes, you are Sepha, you are, you are Simon. But here, for what I'm doing, you are changed into what? A stone. 
You ought to change. I need a foundation. I need people who cannot be blown away by the rain. It rained, so I wasn't able to come. It was, it was too hot, so I wasn't able to come. It was snowy, so I wasn't able to come. The wind was too much. I want a stone that cannot be moved. I need a stone that I can call a foundation. He said, from today, from today, you are no more Simon. You are a Cephas. Amen. Amen. And then Matthew 16 verse 18, he said, And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build, I will build my church upon this rock. I cannot build the church if there are no rocks, if there are no people who have set themselves apart to be stable, to be constant, to be loyal, to be faithful. I cannot build like that. And we are talking about the grace of God. That you are striving for victory. These are his rules. And if you want to strive, then strive lawfully. Strive by his rules. To please him who has called you. He says, thou, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the things that blows church away, the things that disintegrate churches, the wind that blows churches away, it will not prevail against you. Amen. 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 Cephas is stone in Aramaic. Cephas. And Peter is derived from the Greek word Petros or Petros, which also means stone. Amen. So Jesus needed unmovable members. He needed constant members. He needed members who are unchangeable. One who will be there no matter what. No matter what the weather. No matter what the season. No matter what the situation is. No matter what is happening at your home. Someone who is there constantly. Amen. So you, see, you hear him testify of this. In John 6, 66. John 6, 66. Jesus was preaching and he preached a sermon that so many people did not like it. It was so heavy. Do you like my message this afternoon? I'm looking at you, so don't say I'm, he's talking about me. But I am preaching to you. You know yourself. You know that you have been dilly-dallying. The Lord is delivering you. Amen. I say the Lord is delivering you. Amen. When you come to church and you hear certain message, say thank you Jesus. The Holy Spirit has found you. Because you see, it was just a little bit and you wouldn't have come to church today. But you have come and this is the message and you know that it's affecting you. So Jesus also preached a message that the people didn't like. And the Bible says, from that time, after that message, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. They didn't like the message. It was too much. He says, many of the disciples walked away. They walked away and didn't come back. They didn't return to the church. Are you coming back? 
The reverend is firing. Ask your neighbor, would you come back? My eyes are red. And amen. I am firing at you. Look, tell your neighbor, I think he's talking about you. You also tell him, don't, don't just say, no, 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 I think it's about you. Say, I'm always here, so I think this is about you. And ask your neighbor, by the way, would you come next week, God willing? The Bible says, from that time, after the message, many of his disciples, many, many, went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. Said Jesus unto who? To who? To who? Yes. Not to the many. He needed people who are unmovable. He needed people who are stones. He needed people who are foundation. Because he was determined to build his church. And he intended that the church would live, outlive him. 2,000 years, the church will still be there. That was his mindset. So he turned to the disciples, the 12, and asked, will you also go away? Then the stone, say the stone. Say the stone. The foundation. Say the stone. The Bible said, then Simon Peter, that means Simon the stone, Simon the foundation, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? We are not going anywhere. Where are we going? You have turned me into a stone. I am unmovable. I am untouchable. I don't care what the preaching is. I am here. I don't care how strong the message is. I am here. I am untouchable. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? Where are we going? Where are we going? Because we are convinced, we are confident, Lord, that thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure, we are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. And so we are not going anywhere. We are constant. We are immovable. Amen. We are unchangeable. We are always here. Amen. Look. There are, there's a chair there that is empty. There's a chair here that is empty. Look. Do you see? We cannot build like that. We cannot build like that. That we bring... Say, what's your name, sir? Frederick. Frederick. We bring Frederick and look next to Frederick. Sister, what's your name? Aisha. Look, we cannot build like that. We cannot build like that. We need foundation to build on. This, I am here today and I'm not here the, the next day. We cannot build like that. Jesus cannot build his church like that. Amen. Amen. When we were in the Manhattan church, I had a chair. And I was in that chair every time the service was there. Every time we had a service, I was there. I was sitting in that same chair. No one, no one sat in my chair. I was sitting in that chair, sat in that chair constantly. 
sat in that chair on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Friday. If there's a church, I am in that chair. If there's a convention, I am. If it's, a, it's, it's all night, I am sitting in that chair. Constantly. That is what we call foundation. That is what we can build a church on. That is the kind of foundation upon which the church can be built. That is why, by the grace of God, I'm standing here preaching to you. Amen. Amen. Those of you who used to come to Manhattan on Tuesday, you saw me in a particular chair. I'll be busy doing things, doing things, running around, waiting for revenue, doing things and checking up things, but the chair is there. Everyone knows that that's where I'm going to sit. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? But this behavior, we cannot build on it. We cannot build the church of God on a foundation like this. That one, we bring one and then we take one. We bring one and we take one. The foundation ought to be strong. You ought to take weight. You have to lay down constantly and others are laid on you. You have to be strong to endure. They say endure what? Hardness. Hardness. Francis, do you understand the word of God? Yeah. You cannot, ah, I, you know, um, I, I, I think I am, you know, small thing that every month it occurs. Every time, every month that thing occurs, you are not in church. What is this behavior? A little nauseous, and you are not in church. A little, uh, my waist, uh, I, I couldn't come because, you know, you know, the woman thing. Come on. We cannot build like that. We cannot build like that. Amen. Amen. We cannot build like that. We cannot build when every wind of doctrine, you know, a little change in the weather, you are not coming. We cannot build like that. Can I have an amen? Amen. Yeah. We were constant, constant in a place. Driving in the snow, driving in the rain, heavy rain. You can see two feet away. But you'll be there. And have we died? No. You know, you behave as if when you come, you die. As if when you come, you die. Even message, message, even responding to a message is difficult for you. How can we build like that? How can, how can you have an attitude towards the things that we are doing? How can we build like that? We say we are building centers. And we, we have, because of this, we have closed our Tuesday service. And we have brought it to your home, your neighborhood. And you have an attitude as if you have not heard anything. As if you don't even know what is going on. We cannot build like that. I say we cannot build like that. We cannot build like that. Amen. You have been here for too long. You, we cannot build like that. Amen. 
when we were living in the Manhattan church, there were about three families, three families, wife, husband, children, all of us left. But because there have been others who have laid down for, for a while, they made themselves strong enough to be now the foundations to replace what was going. Amen. Amen. We cannot build like that. We cannot build with this attitude. Let's read one more scripture and then we can end. John chapter 1, verse. We can continue reading from verse 41 or 40, 41. Continue on there from there. We cannot build like that. He says, okay, go to verse 40. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So he heard, and then he followed. So now he first findeth his brother, his own brother Simon. You know, I mean, we are hoping that by the grace of God, the center has come. You'll find your own brother, your sister at home and bring him or her. Find your own brother. He says, Simon, you see, this is love for your brother. He says, he found his own brother Simon and said unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. He did what? Brought him to Jesus. We need people who will be basenta leaders. People who will bring people to Jesus. People who will carry people and bring them to Jesus. And we have announced. And you, as if you have not heard. As if you have not heard. And every time you are coming, you're sitting in your nice car. You have shined it. Go to the car wash. Polish it. Put all that kind of things to nice smell. You are the only one that's smelling it inside. <laughs> carry others and bring them. But this guy, he brought him. He brought him. He says he found his own brother and brought him. He brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The next verse. The following day, the following day, Jesus will go forth into Galilee and find out Philip. And said unto him, follow me. He says, you look like a foundation. Let's go. You look like a foundation. Follow me. Then he followed him. He followed him. Heard him. He heard the preaching. Are you hearing the preaching? Yes. yes. And he preached and he heard. And they preached and he heard. Then they beheld. And now you may sit down. He says, now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip now, after all the things he had heard the man, he says he went and finded Nathaniel. He finded Nathaniel and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? I'm talking about building the centers. And building the gathering service. So now, these foundations, they have become center leaders. And they are finding people. They are evangelizing. And all they are doing is they are telling, we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. 
He says, Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip, because of what he has heard, he's now, you know, the thing is from Nazareth, but I'm telling you, this is him. Amen. He says, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come and see. You just come and see. Come and see. Come and listen. Come and see. That's all I will say. Come and see. I cannot explain to you. I cannot tell you. That's a gathering service. That's a gathering service. After you, after you have found your neighbors, after you have found your friends and your colleagues and brought them to the center, now you say, come and see what has brought me here to even bring you to this center. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? That means, how do you know me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. <laughs> I saw you. When you were under the fig tree, even before Philip called you, a mile away, I saw you. Nathaniel immediately answered and said unto him, I salute you. As for this one, I salute you. As for this one, I hold my peace. As for this one, it says, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Put your hands together for Jesus. You see, these are foundations. These are foundations. Not what Nathaniel was saying was moving Philip. Not what Nathaniel's feelings about Nazareth and about things from Nazareth was moving him. That's a foundation. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than this. You will see greater things than this. I say you will experience greater things than this. Amen. Say you will see greater things than this. And then verse 51. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. From now on. He is there. He has not seen it yet. But tarry, you will see it. Amen. Your miracle is coming. Amen. He said, tarry, you will see your miracle. He says, hereafter, you will see angels ascending and descending. The heavens will open. And angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. You will see. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it needs to tarry 
for you to experience your miracle. This, I came and I go, you will not see anything. If Nathaniel had come and go, he would not have seen the angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. But he says, hereafter, hereafter, you will see, you will see. And when I came and I, I surveyed, I didn't see anyone that potentially can be a husband to me or a wife. I surveyed around for a while. Wait and see. There are real wives and real husbands. Let the Lord open your eyes and see. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So we cannot build if we don't have strong foundational members. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I just want to read one last scripture. Is that okay? You don't like my message. That is what is on the menu. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It says, and now abided faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. You may have hope, you may have faith, but what will abound, what will abound is when the love of God is in you. Amen. Amen. What will make you abound, what will make you constant is charity, love, love for God, real love for God. So beloved, if you want the grace If you want to abound, to abide by the rules of the one who has called you, pray that the love of God will abound in your heart. Pray that you personally, you will love God. Pray that you will not come because your friend is here. Pray that you will not come because someone else is here, but that you personally love God. Otherwise, you will never abound. You may have a lot of faith. You may have faith to receive. Faith for the grace. You may have faith and hope, but it says the greatest of these three is love. The greatest of these is charity. When you have love for God, nothing will move you. No no preaching will move you. When you have love for God, nothing that anyone says here will move you. When you have the love of God, no tiredness will move you. When you have a love for God, no distance will move you. You'll be sleepy, but you are here because of the love of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to pause here. And yeah, this is what the time would allow us. And Father, we are grateful and thankful. We will never be the same again. We will not remain the same again. Father, we have made a mind to move up and to move on. We have attained the status of Lecephas. We have attained the status of Petros. Father, may we be the stone upon which you will build. Stones that cannot be moved. Stones that can endure hardness. Stones that is not blown away by every wind of doctrine. May we not be tossed to and fro. But may we be constant. May we be reliable. May we be endure the hardness. Have the ability to endure the difficulties, the challenges, the weight that comes from others who will sit on us. The weight that comes from others who will abuse us. 
the way that comes from others who will disrespect us lord we will not be moved we will not be shaken we will say with us to whom shall we go paul said in first corinthians chapter 13 and 11 he said when i was a child i thought as a child i reasoned as a child but when i became a man when i was grown when i became an adult after i have been in the church for a while i put away childish mentality i put away childish thoughts lord it is possible that we can become men and women it is possible that we can become all christians Christians who have been here for many years but with childish mentality with the same mentality as we first met you but Paul said you have to intentionally put away childish mentality he said I put away childish thoughts childish ideas childish reasoning this afternoon we put away we are done with childish behavior we are done with I need this I need that we are now here as foundations upon which you will build thank you jesus for choosing us for calling us to be a part of what you are doing we are grateful we are thankful we welcome the calling in the name of jesus we give you glory we give you honor in jesus name amen now with all eyes closed and every head bow you are here this afternoon you are not born again you have not given your life to jesus you are saying i want to welcome jesus into my life i want to receive jesus as my savior if that is your prayer wherever you are just lift up your hand your right hand and i'll pray with you you want to receive jesus as your savior lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me i want to be a born again christian I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. Is there anyone here like that? You feel the Lord talking to you. This is your chance. This is your afternoon. This is your moment. This is your period. Anyone here like that? Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. I think you can hear a voice. That is you. That is you the Lord is talking about. Is there anyone here you want to receive Jesus as your Savior? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. In the name of Jesus. If you are here... You are hearing us online and you want to give your life to Jesus. Join us and let us all say this prayer together. Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. A sinner ready to perish. Please forgive me. Please cleanse me. Please wash me with your blood. This afternoon, I welcome you into my life. Lord Jesus, be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Kuma, 
please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.